Welcome to the Montana Musical Experiments podcast. I'm Alex. I'm responsible for this mess. The man in charge and the one you go to when you're complaining about me making ridiculous comparisons of myself to Jesus Christ, as I did in the last episode. <sighs> I'm going to tell you a, a couple of strange and humiliating stories tonight, today, and I hope you bear with me, because the story of crucial fiction is uh, as much a story of being a vulnerable man in his um, early 20s as it is the story of you know me being me there are two ways of getting into crucial fiction the first is that I was getting back to school I flunked high school because I was too interested in making my own homemade music but not selling it to people. So basically I'm a, I'm a very bad businessman. You know, I should have thought that one over before skipping all those classes. Thankfully, the Swedish system allows me to go back and fix the mistakes I made in, in some kind of adult schooling system. I don't know if you got it in the rest of the world probably cost you a zillion dollars to me it was free and I just enrolled I didn't have a goal with it I just I just wanted to get back on track I'd, I'd had a rough period behind me I mean 98 was terrible 99 was getting better but I was still you know grasping for some 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 leverage I think I, that's not the word but then again I'm Swedish right so I went back to school and started studying and I took for some stupid reason i took a multimedia course again now bear in mind back with soundscape in the last trip that's how that album was made i made it because i was in a multimedia class with my friend nils peelblad and you know here at adult schooling i thought yeah, i'm gonna start the same kind of project again i'm gonna make a mockumentary about a band and I'm gonna score it and I'll produce it and and everything will be fine because it worked so bloody well the last time I did it scoring me an E minor <laughs> yes an E minor yeah F minor G minor it really I thought this is gonna be a good idea So I rounded up a couple of cats from here and there in, in a group and I said, ah, let's do this. 
but this time I don't have the backing of a band, I'll make pop music. The thing is, the whole concept of televised pop stars, you know, taking, you know, people and making them famous was all the rage back then. It was, you know, people gather on Tuesday nights watching as this girl group was being promoted to become the next great thing. And once the show was over, nothing happened. And I think this inspired me to some extent. So I said, let's let's make a band. Let's call it uh, the initials of each and every one of us. Jams. Never heard that before. Jams. KLF was called Jams. I even think MC5s had something to do with the Jams. I, I don't know. It was... I'm. There might even have been a 60s psychedelic band called the Jams. I haven't looked it up. It probably is that way. So I started writing music. New creative music. And kind of starting off back with my guitar plugged into the computer and uh, you know this I had this preamp effect rack sized preamp thingy that I would you know try things out on along with using my little sister's keyboard because it had like 200 different instrument effects and, and pretty decent it wasn't bad it wasn't like plastic fantastic right so <clears throat> i started making all these acoustic recordings of me playing the guitar and dubbing on whatever i could come up with trying to make some kind of soundtrack for for this documentary and and it, it in the in the beginning it seemed that i was kind of you know on the right track but I found it hard and uninspiring to kind of make it because I don't it it didn't sound like a band. It sounded like one guy sitting surprised in his living room creating music. And this this didn't actually work out for the project and at some point after maybe a month or two I kind of got absolutely freaked out by the prospect of having to go through the whole lost trip process one more time but with different people and this time knowing that I didn't have a, a you know a spot-on soundtrack so I basically decided to drop out Again. But I didn't say it, I just dropped out leaving the rest of the crew hanging and when i met him i think i met one of them a couple of months later and she was furious she was so pissed off when she met me 
saying, you know, you ruined it. You know, you kind of let us on, Alex. You, you fucked this one up big time. And, and absolutely right. You know, I mean, I, I really did fuck it up for these, these guys. So, I was back doing absolutely nothing, getting some, you know, stray jobs, you know, cleaning hotel rooms, working in a, at a McDonald's kind of thing, survival, you know, and sitting, you know, reworking old things from the past. The next track is called Corners of the Crystal. This version only exists with this weird uh, fade-in, right? This is... I, I remember recording this track over and over again. I was so focused on trying to get it right. And every time it turned out the same. So... It was it was one of those uh, it was an eternity project trying to make corner of crystal. this back in, in 98 so it's one of those surviving tracks from from a bleak period and it's kind of beautiful and, and to me it's it's it, to me it reminds me that at this point I was actually getting the grip of how to play guitar I was doing it more so and and working into uh, you know increasingly complex compositions and and really wanting to to make some good acoustic popish songs um but i was lacking on the lyrical part there was there was some tracks on actually the i think the majority of the tracks on on cru crucial fiction <laughs> not crucifixion there is a there is a pun intended and I wanted to get back to vocals. I wanted to tell something, but the story I, I tried to tell didn't actually have any. It didn't have any leverage. It was, you know, it was, it was cheesy love songs and self-wallowing in, in a way that I hadn't done any any time before that. You know. Back in, in in the old MMXP days, I would be working on, you know. Let's be crazy and do crazy stuff and, and freak out and experiment and whatever it is you want to do, you know. But coming up on, on Crucial Fiction, I wanted to write a solid pop song. I wanted to try to do something that I hadn't done before. And this just didn't happen because every time I tried to make something, 
it turned out so bleak and like I said, self-wallowing in, in a way that I wasn't actually prepared to release to the world. Again, release to the world, meaning that I would play it for my mother and my girlfriend, right? You know, but <laughs> um, it, it was um, still, I mean, I had the idea, maybe I can make something so good that I can send it to somebody and they will pick me up on a record label and make an album of it. But, you know, I couldn't do that. And specifically not with a track like the Be My Way. Wow. What a piss-ass song. Why can't it go my way? Now that I found somewhere that I want to stay, why can it go my way? All right. Everybody's been dumped once in a while or rejected. Um, I, you know, my ex-girlfriend started a thing with a, a friend of mine, and I wasn't too pleased about it. It doesn't that doesn't exactly matter, but there's a there's a twist to it, you know. Um, but I think this song would be one of those where I kind of would have been sitting talking to somebody and say, "Listen, you, you seem like a really good girl. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be with you." And she said, "You're not my kind of kind of guy." I, I there there's a very vague memory of rejection in it that kind of hurt my feelings, making me write this song, "Be My Way," and 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 this kind of I mean actually. I can tell you this, you know, even though we haven't gotten so far, is that there's a couple of tracks on the next album that connects directly back to Be My Way and the track that went before it. And the track that went before it is a story which I'm kind of cautious to tell because it's, it's, it's a really piss poor story of bad judgment and bad behavior, but I'll try and get into it. And to the one who's affected by it, I really want to apologize, but it's the story I have to tell because it's the story that built the whole idea of how that song came about. The song is called Losing You. I'm going to play it in a while, but for the time being, I'm just going to start recounting a tale of treachery and really, really bad behavior. Back in '98, I had a, I had a, an occasional fling with a girl called Eva. Eva was a very special lady who demanded the space you were in, and she was powerful and and emotional and and all over the place whilst being there all at once. And we had a on-off thing going where we would meet up and drink tea <clears throat> uh, whenever we were available 
So we had a prolonged period where we would sit around drinking tea, where we both were available, and I, I kind of I enjoyed her company. She was a, a sweet, you know, and very interesting soul. You know, she didn't inspire anything in me. She wasn't the subject of a song, and she was definitely not a girl that I would fall in love with. But I, I liked her company. And at some point, maybe a party, maybe something else. At some point, I would ask her to, you know, meet one of my friends. Actually, meet one of my oldest friends. That I had in the game, Magnus, my old friend from the start of the Montana period, the guy who helped me become Montana Musical Experiments, you know, my first co-partner, and they hook up. They had a they hook up and and really got it on big time for a period of maybe one or two months. I think, um, if if I recall correctly, and I was so glad because, as far as I can remember, he had been single for as long as as well, as long as he had been Magnus. So this was his first girlfriend, and and everything was fine, and I had introduced him and everything, and 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 one night. One night when I was doing nothing, she called me and said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting here watching TV." And she said, "Can I come over?" And I said, "Yeah, sure, you can come over." And yeah, it's not going to be weird, right? And I said, "No, no, it's not going to be weird." And she came over and she watched TV with me, and um, we we were talking about uh, whatever was going on. And it turned out that Magnus had dumped her. She told me. She said he dumped me. He didn't. He didn't want to be with me. And uh, and I said, oh, that's sad. I'm I'm so sorry for you. It's it's a really bad situation. And she said, yeah, it is. Do you want to drink tea? Uh, and with my bad judgment, which occasionally kind of pours over, I I drank tea with her. And waking up the next morning with that uh, feeling and sense of uh, having one cup too many of Earl Grey, I called my friend Magnus and said, "Dude, I, I gotta meet you." you know, we met up, and um, I kind of, I kind of felt the only reasonable thing I can do now, you know, specifically based on the fact that my ex-girlfriend had left me for a dude that I trusted. Is that I might want to tell Magnus because if I don't tell him, and he figures this one out, he's gonna hate me forever. Um, so I sat down with him at a cafe and I told him the story, and he basically looked at me and said, "Thank you for telling me, but I really preferred if you don't talk to me." And then he walked away. And it was absolutely heartbreaking for me. It was, 
I felt like such an asshole, and and rightfully so because I was an asshole. You know, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I mean, the tea wasn't that good. Kind of watered down, and and sorry, Eva, if you hear, if you hear this story, because I, you're a good person. At this point, I I kind of you know was harrowed by by the pain and and the anxiety of of what i've done and i picked up my guitar and started composing a song about what i'd done and that is the i think one of one of the absolute highlights of the 98 99 mmxp experience one of one of the the true songs that I, I really want to bring along with me throughout this uh, experience. It's called "Losing You," and um, I'm gonna play it for you right now. In all honesty, it's it's self pity at the very height of what I could amount to. But it's also a inverted love song, you know. It's 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 a bromance song that I, I kind of I told him about that a couple of years later. I think he was embarrassed by it. To me, it was it was you know just one moment where everything just just fell together, and if looking at it now, twenty something years later, I look at it and I I can see that losing you is not just about losing a friend because of a mistake you made. It's a story about losing somebody. And that is one thing I've had my fair share of. My my father died uh, not long after that. My grandmother died, uh, which I love very very much. And I, you know, losing you is kind of encapsulates that raw emotion of how to figure out how to go on. You know, you know, with your life. After having lost someone, and ah man, it's 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 kind of it's kind of wrecking on my nerves. It's 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 the kind of hit song I really wanted to sing to people, but I think that nobody wanted to hear. Nobody wanted to hear a sad Alex singing about. Losing somebody, somebody, every every everybody wanted to hear a cheerful Alex singing about how he's found love. 
there's not much love on crucial fiction. Most of it is about losing and and being abandoned and kinda kinda, you know, just not being there in that moment. And I think that is one of the reasons why I decided in the very end not to release it. Because it's it's so embarrassingly open and raw that I couldn't bring myself to release it because there's no upside to it. It's just downsides. It's just it's just sad. And it still is. It's beautiful, but it's sad. And that's the reason why I didn't make a demo of it. Well, I planned a demo and I titled the demo and I plotted and you know all the all the processes that I normally normally go through, but eventually it just turned nothing. Maybe not, because eventually I picked up on, I took Losing You and I put it on the next album, which turned into an album from start to finish, and it's called The Change, and it's upbeat as hell, so... Um, that's gonna be next week. Um, next week. I really want to credit my friend Magnus Eriksson. He is a wonderful guy. I've gotten reacquainted with him, you know, during my my aging <laughs> aging period. You know, you know, from thirty something turning on forty. He's a, he's a wonderful guy. And I know he's listening to this, and dude, you have been such a great friend. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. This is Alex from Daddy's Little Outhouse Studio. It's not a whorehouse. It's, you know, it's a fully furnished uh, room with a heater where I can sit talking for hours explaining why I make music. And if you listen to it, I'm so glad. If you didn't, why the hell are you not listening to me? This has been the Montana Musical Experiments podcast. Next week is going to be a full album of stuff you've heard and stuff you haven't heard. It's called The Change. And it really did something to me. It was Pup Deluxe. Good night.